stand together this morning, if you will. And help us sing this song today.
Do we really realize that this morning? That we're standing in his presence. And all things are made known in his presence. We're not standing in Walmart or somewhere like that. We're standing on holy ground in the presence of the Lord this morning. And we're so happy to be here. And we're glad you're here with us today in the service together. Aaron, God bless you. Good to see you again. Amen. We have a couple of written requests this morning. I think Sister Everly is not feeling well this morning, so we remember her in our prayer. Let's continue our prayer for Brother Ron and Sister Vicki. And I know there's many other needs this morning. If you just make those known by an uplifted hand, God, God is aware. He knows what's going on. You know he don't miss a thing. Ain't that something great about our God? Amen. You might think, oh, he didn't see that. God saw it. He sees everything this morning. He's, he's mindful. And he's mindful of our needs today. Amen. So, Brother Jonathan, would you come this morning and lead us in prayer? Glad to be in church this morning. And weather goes up and weather comes down, we still come to church. Amen. Let's just all bow together, Lord. Pray to his holy name. Heavenly Father, Lord. Lord, what a chance this morning, Lord. Lord, for us to come into your home, Lord, into your house worship thy holy name, Lord. Lord, to get everything unlike you, Lord, outside of our minds and press it from our beings, Lord, that we can give up, give you all that we have this morning, Lord. Lord, let it not be a Sunday morning where we just gather and fellowship, even as fellowship is good, but Lord, to receive from you this morning, Lord, to open our hearts and open our minds, Lord, and let you just walk down the trails of our life, Lord, and Correct us where we need correcting, encourage us where we need encouraging, Lord. Lord, would you come upon the scene this morning, Lord? Lord, we know that you're here, Lord. We lay these needs now before you, Lord, as Sister Adley, Lord Jesus, you see her body sick, Lord. And Lord, would you move for her this morning, Lord, and touch everything that is wrong, every element that is unlike you, Lord, and drive the sickness from her body, Lord, that she can recover, Lord. And Sister Vicki and Brother Ron, as well, Lord, continue ministering to their needs. Lord, you've come this far, Lord. You're not going to turn back now. Lord, move for their lives, Lord. Move for their sicknesses. Move for their bodies. Lord, touch this congregation this morning. Every need that was lifted to you. Lord, every desire upon every heart, Lord. Would you speak to us this morning? Touch Brother Mark, Lord, the musicians. Lord, lift us up into a place of worship this morning, Lord. Touch our pastors. He would come, Lord, to bring forth the word, Lord. Let it be, Lord, spoken in your time, Lord, in your will, Lord, to lift us up and encourage us. Lord, we love you. We thank you for these things. In your lovely name we pray. Amen. Amen. If you've got just a moment, you can have your seats this morning. Amen.
Every situation that you're going through in life can be answered this morning if you'll just give it to Him. Amen. I want to make a correction. I requested prayer for Sister Christy on Wednesday, and I said her blood pressure. Y'all, hopefully, y'all say, "Well, he's senile, and you know how to read through me by now." But it was her sugar, so. <laughs> I don't even know which number it belongs to which or anything. I just know she wasn't feeling good. I'm glad she's feeling better today and back in the house of the Lord. Amen. Forgive me. Y'all look over all these little uh, mistakes I make. I make all the time. But you know what? That's what makes you better. You learn from your mistakes and get better. Let's sing this together. Well, some glad morning we shall see Jesus in the Coming after you and me, all the joy is ours to share. What rejoicing there will be when the saints arrive. Oh, headed for that jubilee, yonder in the sky.
I have seven songs this morning, and I have two of them out, and we got about ten minutes left. So, y'all pray I sing fast, and y'all listen fast. Maybe we'll we'll get at least a few of them in this morning. Amen. Let's sing this again, please. So many times I've questioned certain circumstances and things I could not. Many times in trials, weakness blurs my vision. All in my frustration gets so out of hand. Oh, but then I am reminded I've never been forsaken. Lord, I've never had to stand one test alone. Oh, and as I look at all the victory, His Spirit rises up in me. On is through the fire, my weakness is But he's 
ever heard that old adversary just speaking in your ear. You just got to hold on. And he'll be with you through the fire this morning. We'll have our ushers to come and receive the morning offering. We'll let you have your seats. And I can go sing one more chorus. It's funny, Brother Jonathan read that quote from Brother Jeffries. I had this song so strong on my heart this morning. I don't think I've ever sung it here before. But I'm going to try to sing it for you this morning. But before we do, we just want to wish a very special happy birthday this morning to Sister Shirley Elder. She's celebrating her birthday today. She says she's 68, but I don't know if I believe that. I don't know if anybody else does. That's what she says. Amen. She's going on 18. Happy birthday, Sister Shirley. And good to see Sister Debbie back this morning, too, as well. God bless you, Sister Debbie. Let's, let's try to sing this song if we can this morning. Amen. Father has a plan, though it's hard to see it now. You feel you're walking all alone, but he is there, no doubt. When the storm around you rages and you're tossed to and fro, when you're faced with life's decisions, not sure which way to go, oh, stand still and let God tide is swiftly rising and you wonder where he's been friend there's never been a moment that his arms were reaching out you can rest assured oh and be secure he is moving right now oh
us do that this morning. Stand still. You know how hard that is when you see things around you that's not the way you think it should be. You just want to jump in and try to take care of the situation. But stand still. Because more of times when you do that, you get in the way than when you just stand still and let God move. And when he corrects something, it's corrected. You don't have to worry about it no more after that. Amen. And I'm so thankful for that. I think Sister Anora and Sister Abby has got a song this morning. So if you all could make your way after her and sing for us. Got a lion inside of those lungs. Get up. 
I mean, you just feel like doing that this morning when you're just not, not much left of you. All we can do is just lift up our hands and say, thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. I love you, Lord. Let's stand together, if you would, this morning. We invite our pastor to deliver what the Lord has laid on his heart for us today. And I just want to thank you, Lord. For letting me hear your word What have I done to deserve This glory you revealed in me I thank you for that Such glory you 
praise to you. Good to be in the house of the Lord. I believe that there's a people who possesses a genuine revelation faith. And when you have that sort of faith and you pray, Satan has to give up. And you will not be denied. No prayer of faith on the revelation will ever be denied by our Lord Jesus Christ. What are you praying for this morning? God is able to meet all of your needs according to his riches in glory. Do you believe that? As the brothers come this morning, this is a tithe you give to the Lord. Put your hands together and sing this song with me. Oh, when pains of death seized on my soul, unto the Lord I cried. Till Jesus came and he made me whole, I would not be denied. No. quickly before we go into the um, service this morning uh, special meetings we have coming up the youth banquet will be May 26 through the uh, 27th with brother Joe Adams here at the uh, church uh, the forms are up on the website right now we're getting ready to mail out the invitations and if you want to go ahead and get registration started we would appreciate it just Fill it out online. It'll come straight to us. Don't have to send anything in, so we appreciate you if you'll do that, and we'll start registration for the banquet. Also, our anniversary meeting uh, coming up August 19th and 20th 
And this year we'll have Brother Tim Pruitt will be speaking here for us at our anniversary meeting. So tell a friend, get the words out, put it on your calendar, and plan around our meetings. And I don't want to hear an excuses that you went to another meeting when we're having meetings. Because we have special meetings for you, the people of God. So that's the youth banquet. Then the anniversary meetings will be here. Brother Tim Pruitt, looking so forward to having him. It's been a while since he's uh, been a minister for us. I don't think he's been here since I've been in Tennessee, but in Georgia he did. So we're looking forward to that. So Lord bless you. Do you love him this morning? You have your Bibles. Go with me in the book of Luke chapter 14 and a couple of scriptures uh, this morning for you to appreciate the Lord Jesus. While you're finding Luke chapter 14, I'd like this time if I could have Brother Aaron Pius and his wife, Sister Needy, if they will just step up to the front for us and just hold that place in your scripture. Would you come, Brother Aaron, you and your wife, please? We have been praying for a long time here that the Lord will send us a Spanish interpreter for our Spanish saints. And the Lord has made a way for Brother Aaron and Sister Needy to come all the way from Venezuela to be with us. And um, God has just blessed him. He has been following the ministry here for some time. And we have just been praying but Roger, that God will just uh, send us a good interpreter to help us out. So he's arrived, he's here, and we certainly are so grateful to the Lord for bringing him here to Tennessee with us. And I just want to, this morning, just anoint him with oil. While the anointing just came down on me to pray over him, that him and I would just be in sync with each other. And as he interprets, uh, that the saints will catch the message and the, the anointing and the spirit that I'm bringing, it, uh, bringing the sermons in. Is that all right with you? Yes. God bless you, Brother Aaron. We're certainly glad to have you and Sister Needy. Lord bless you, Brother Aaron. We're going to pray together. Would you bow your heads with me? Father, I lay my hands upon Brother Aaron in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, we have been praying that you will send us a Spanish interpreter here in the church. God, you have placed it upon Brother Aaron and Sister Needy's heart to... Uh, move and relocate here to the United States. And we just ask you, Father, that you will just uh, put your special grace and inspiration upon him, Lord. I anoint him in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul laid hands upon the saints of God and stirred up the gift of God in their lives. So, Lord, I lay my hands upon him and I await that gift of God in him to interpret to the saints of God. Help him, Lord. Inspire him. Anoint him as you would me. And may we be in, in unison with each other to deliver the message to the saints of God. Bless him, I pray, and anoint him and his precious wife, Sister Needy, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And the church says, amen and amen. God bless you. Thank you. Love you, my brother. God bless you. Can we give them a good welcome? Hallelujah. God is good all the time, isn't he? Amen. What did I say? Luke. Luke chapter 14, verses 16. Happy birthday, Sister Shirley. Praise the Lord. You're still young. Hallelujah. Amen. 
Uh, we still need Sister Shirley around here. The devil ain't going to put any more age to take you down. You're just going to go right into your perfect body by the grace of God. Take a rapture together. Is that all right? And then said he unto them, a certain man made a great supper and bade many, and sent his servant at supper time to say to them that were bidden, Come, for all things are now ready. And they all with one consent begin to make excuse. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground, and I must needs to go and see it. I pray that you have me excused. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I go to prove them. I pray thee, have me excused. And another said, I have married a wife, therefore I cannot come. So that servant came and showed his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go quickly into the streets and lanes of the city. And bring in thither the poor and the main and the halt and the blind. And the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded, and yet there is room. And the Lord said unto his servant, Go out into the highways and the hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. For I say unto you that none of those that were bidden shall taste of my supper. What a sad, what a sad picture. In the book of Leviticus chapter 23. Leviticus chapter 23. I'd like to take a couple of verses there. Verses 23 through 25 of Leviticus chapter 23. Just to lay the background this morning. This is the feast of Jehovah, the trumpets, the prophetic future regathering of Israel. And the Lord spake unto Moses, a saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, In the seventh month, in the first day of the month, shall ye have a Sabbath, a memorial of blowing of trumpets, and holy convocation. Praise God. Hallelujah. And ye shall do no civil work therein, but ye shall offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord. And then one more place before you see the Revelations chapter 6. Book of Revelation chapter 6. Verse 9. And when he had opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou judge and avenge our blood of them that dwell on the earth? And white robes were given unto every one of them, and it was said unto them that they should rest yet for a little season until their fellow servants also and their brethren that should be killed as they were uh, should be fulfilled." And I beheld when he had opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became as blood. And the stars of the heaven fled onto the earth, even as a fig tree casteth untimely figs, and she is shaken of a mighty wind. And the heaven departed as a scroll, 
when it is rolled together and every mountain and island was moved out of their places. And the kings of the earth and the great men and the rich men and the chief captains and the mighty men and every bondman and every free man hid them, themselves in dens and in the rocks of the mountains and said to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath is come and who shall be able to stand. We'll go back in the series uh, this morning, return to your first love, uh, part 11, and I particularly have chosen these scriptures in Leviticus and then in the book of Revelation, and I'm taking sort of a detour uh, to bring us to a position and then to tie back into the series, sort of a long route to go around things, but uh, you will catch and, and see what the Holy Spirit is saying this morning. Do you love him this morning? How many of you got a need? Would you lift your hands up? I want to pray for you. Lord Jesus, how we love you this morning. Lord, we thank you for your amazing grace to us. We're grateful that you've given us a place to worship you, Lord. The saints are precious like faith. God, in their everyday struggle of this life and decisions and complexities and hardships and things, Lord, that in their family tree, their lives, their uh, physically, maybe some are here today who needs a touch from you, Lord. Maybe there's things that has passed on hereditary into their bodies. They've been struggling with it for a long time. I pray that this will be a day of deliverance for them. Touch the mind and soul and spirit of each individual. And may they sit there under anticipation as the Holy Spirit bring forth the word today. Have your way amongst us, Lord. Heal the sick, mend the brokenhearted, lift up the weak, and set the captives free. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and the church says, Amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated uh, for just uh, a little bit. And I'll just sort of uh, backdrop just for a few moments before we, we move forward. And we've been talking about uh, the book of Luke chapter 14 here. This great invitation that Christ give in type, in a parable uh, to his people, the Jews. And not only to the Jews, but also to the Gentile church. The invitation covers all people upon the earth. When God gives an invitation to submit to his truths and it is turned down, then comes impending judgment. Just to uh, recap, nationally speaking, we see that the Jews, Russia, England, and America turned down the invitation of truths. Christ gave them the opportunity to come to my feast the Feast of Pentecost, which means 50, a time of liberty, a time where a people move from bondage to liberty. As it was for the Israelites in the night of the Passover, that they went from a long spell of bondage to one night of deliverance. It is the same concept here that God is speaking of. We notice that when the Holy Spirit poured out... Uh, on Russia, they were called to the feast 
of Pentecost, a spiritual feast, and they turned down the gospel of Jesus Christ. We noticed that England, the Holy Ghost was poured upon them and they turned it down as well. America in 1956, the Holy Ghost was poured out upon them and they also turned down the gospel. Now I want to focus on the Jews and the Feast of the Trumpets for a while. Simply because we understand that they... Uh, was a time that when Israel rejected the Messiah. There was a time when they, their, their eyes were holding from seeing the plan of redemption. That when the Messiah came to them, they had eyes but they could not see him. They had ears but they could not hear him. And they held on to the laws of Moses under Judaism. And they could not see what Christ was bringing to them simply because God had a plan for a church in the end time. There was a people that would be called the bride of Christ. And we Gentiles were heathen. We are people that know nothing about God. Rightfully, God should have stayed with the Jews because they were his chosen people and still is. But praise God, there was a little, a little uh, gap of grace shown to the Gentile church. I want to say hallelujah this morning because of his grace that we are here. That God did not have to turn towards us Gentile dogs, but his grace was sufficient. Because on the back side of his mind, he had a plan. So I want to I deal with the Jews and the Feast of the Trumpets for a while. Uh, now this, this runs in continuity with the last days ecclesiastical spirits in the churches and the rapture of the bride. Understand that there is a spirit release in the church at the end time. It was the same spirit that was upon the Jews that came through the Romish church. And that spirit now has been trickled into the religious system of this age. But praise God, we are not the church. We are the bride of Christ. We have been called out. There's a difference between the church and the bride of Christ. If you belong to the church, you'll die in your sins. But if you're chosen by God because of a window of grace, you ought to lift your hands up to God and say, God, I'm grateful that you saved me by your grace. Now, ecclesiastical is a clergy spirit, a hierarchy in the churches. Now, this is what happened as we see it. Apostolic succession begin to be introduced into God's church. Now, we understand that the Jews refuse their invitation but will be given grace to uh, come back to uh, the feast again. And this will happen through their prophet Moses and Elijah, Revelation 11, the two olive trees. Now, remember that God blinded their eyes in part so the Gentile bride can come to the feast. 
When he gave the feast back then through the parable in Luke chapter, uh, Luke chapter 17, I believe, or 16, we just read. It was an invitation to the Gentile bride as well in the last days. Look at John 12 and 40. I'm with me quickly. He had blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts. They, they, sh- they should not see with their eyes nor understand with their hearts and be converted and I should heal them. All those Jews, there's hope for them. They rejected the Messiah because God predestined it to be so. There'll be 144,000 that will rise up, praise God. Hallelujah. They may not be in the bride, but they'll be there in the new Jerusalem. And I want you to notice now in the second Corinthians uh, 2 verses uh, 14 through 17. Watch now Paul speaking to the church. He said, but their minds were blinded for until this day remaineth the same veil untaken away in the reading of the Old Testament. Which veil is done away in Christ. Hallelujah. When he rent the veil, the, the, the veil was done away. But there was still a veil upon their minds. The Gentile church can peer behind the veil and see the plan of redemption. See the Messiah. Knew who the Redeemer is. But the Jewish church had their minds blinded to the truth. But even unto this day, when Moses is read, the veil is upon their hearts. Nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. Praise God. Now you understand that we were grafted in, uh, Romans 11, the wild olive branch. We were not part of the original tree. We were grafted in as Gentiles. Sometimes we look at ourselves and we think that we deserve grace and we are predestinated and we're the bride and we're this and the other. It was grace that brought us this far. It was a plan of God that saw through his mercy to reach out to a church. Look at Romans 11 verses 13 with me and let's read it. If you'll give us the scripture, Romans 11 and 13. We'll see now, for I speak to you Gentiles... In so much as I am the apostle of the Gentiles, I magnify mine office. For by any means I may provoke to emulation them which are by flesh and might save some of them. For if the casting away of them be the uh, reconciling of the world... What shall the receiving of them be but life from the dead? He's putting it down now. For if the first fruit be holy, the lump is also holy. And if the roots be holy, so are the branches. And if some of the branches be broken off, and thou being the wild olive tree... Were grafted in among them, and with them part, uh, partakers of the roots and fatness of the olive tree. Watch this. Boast not against the branches, 
But if thou boast, thou bearest not the root, but the root, uh, but the root thee. Thou will say then, the branches were broken off, that I might be grafted in. Oh, beautiful. Well, because of unbelief, they were broken off, and thou standest by what? Faith. Faith. Be not high-minded, but fear God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God did this. Well, why did God do this? He broke off the original because of their unbeliefs. And he grafted in the Gentile church. Hallelujah. The halt, the lame, the sick. Oh, the, the, the worshiper of idols. Those that did not know God. Annihilated from God. Those that did not know where they were. But God, by his mercy and his grace, grafted the church in. Let's go to the next verse. For if God spare not the natural branch, take ye lest he also spare not thee. Uh, behold, therefore, the goodness and severity of God on them which fell, uh, severity, but uh, towards thee, goodness, if thou continue in goodness, otherwise thou also shall be cut off. Watch this. And they also, if they abide not, still in unbelief, shall be grafted in. For God is able to watch, graft them in again. Hallelujah. God is not done with the Jewish church. But I want you to understand that what is going on in Israel and with the Jewish church is also something that's going on with the Gentile church. Because you understand the events will be simultaneous. Friends, I want you to understand, we are at the end time. And they also, if they, for if thou were caught out of the olive tree, which is by a wild by nature, and were grafted contrary to nature into a good olive tree, how much more shall these, which be the natural branches, be grafted into their own olive tree? Uh, for I would not, brethren, that he should be ignorant of the mystery, lest he should be wise in your own conceits, that blindness in part is happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentile is come. I believe the fullness of the Gentile dispensation is getting ready to be wrapped up. All oh, the cup of the Amorites are getting full. The cup of iniquity has been full. And I want you to go now with me uh, in verses uh, 26. And so shall Israel shall be saved as it is written. They shall come out of Zion the deliverer and shall turn away the ungodliness from Jacob. Last verse. And if this is, this is my covenant unto them when I shall take away their sins. So understand now, and I'm, I want you to, to, to see what God is doing. Now God will take away their sins, their unbelief. To the Gentile bride, the complete revelation of Jesus Christ of the seven seals finishes the message of the church 
of the Laosian age of the end time. Praise God. I believe the mysteries has been uh, finished. The revelation has been given. And God is just now waiting for the church to snatch a hold of rapturing faith in this age. There's only one thing left, and that's the rapture of the church. No more mystery, no more parables, no more doctrines, but Christ himself descending and the bride ascending to meet him. Notice that the feast, seven trumpets, are to the Jews only. And they do not pertain to the Gentile bride. And I want you to get this. Don't miss this now. They only act as a type showing the last day spirits released in the churches and the closeness of the rapture. Understand, we notice that uh, uh, the, the tree of knowledge of good and evil uh, grew side by side. We notice that those trees has always been side by side. There's always been twins from the time of Cain and Abel. All the way down, there's been twins. You have the tree of good good and evil. You have the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Amen. And the tree of life side by side. You understand that the Spirit has always trickled down through the Scriptures. You have an Esau and a Jacob. You come all the way down, you see the pattern of how the spirits are always so close side by side. You are the Jesus and the Judas. In the last day, you got the bride and the Antichrist spirits. You got the church and the bride. And these spirits run parallel beside each other. But praise God, the elect shall not be deceived in this age. You believe it? So we see how it goes. Now the trumpets are the regathering of Israel uh, to the feast. This was the feast that they rejected their Messiah. But now under the sixth seal we understand that the trumpets are sounding for the gathering of Israel. Are you with me this morning? Notice in Revelations, uh, Revelation chapter 8 and verses 7. The Bible said the first trumpet, there was a scattered hail of blood, fire upon the earth. Just exactly in parallel with Exodus when God was calling his people out of Exodus. God was calling his people out of Egypt into an Exodus. And at that time of the exodus, we understand that Moses performed many miracles. And we notice that he called hail and blood and fire upon the earth. Because that was the blowing of the trumpets to uh, the, the Jewish church to come out of Egypt. I will see the same thing parallel now in this age in Revelation 8 and 7. The first trumpet blew and it paralleled what happened in the first exodus of the children of Israel. Now we understand the first exodus was God calling Israel out of Egypt. The second exodus was Christ calling his people out of Judaism. And in this last day, the pillar of fire is calling the bride out of the church system in the saints. 
You believe it? Three exodus. We are living under the third exodus of the church in this dispensation. So God was bringing Israel out of Egypt back into their homeland. Understand that all seven trumpets blew under the sixth seal because there was silence under the seventh seal. This is the rapture of the church. This is the rapture of the church. There was silence. The Bible says in Revelation chapter 8 that there was silence in heaven for the space of a half an hour. This was when Christ came down from the mercy seat to finish his redeeming work on earth for his bride through the ministry of the seventh angel. So there was no uh, there was no uh, sacrifice, blood sacrifice, flesh sacrifice in heaven for angels to worship. So there was silence in heaven. You see, his body was on the mercy seat while his spirit descended. Revelation 10.1 to Revelation 10.7. As it was in the days of Sodom, so shall it be in the end time. I repeat of the revisitation of the Son of Man. So we notice a mighty angel came down from Revelation 10, clothed in the clouds. Hallelujah. Landed upon the seven angel on the earth. Revelation 10, 7. And when he began the sound, the, the seals were loosed and broke loose in this age. So we notice now that uh, them seven trumpets in Revelation 23, or Leviticus 23, blew under the sixth seal, uh, seals for the Jewish church, and then the seventh is the rapture of the bride. Notice that the seventh seal does not pertain to Israel. Israel does not uh, receive a body-changing message. They receive Christ as a nation, not as individuals. The Bible said all Israel will be saved in one day. But on the Jewish side, hallelujah, God has predestinated individuals that are sitting here. And they will hear a message that will rapture their body like Abraham and Sarah. You believe it? So we understand now, stay with me, that this is the rapture. You remember how we typed it out in the seven seals. The three women in the book of Ruth, Ophrah, Naomi, and Ruth. We saw that Ophrah, uh, typing the Antichrist spirits, uh, kissed her mother-in-law goodbye and went back to our old pagan worship, which was Romanism. Naomi, the elderly lady, represented the old Jewish Orthodox church, uh, losing our estates, uh, but teaching Ruth, the Gentile bride, uh, that there'll come a time when God will turn back to the Jews. The Orthodox Jewish church now was given birth to the Gentile church, Ruth. And then Ruth represented the Gentile bride. Who did Ruth marry? A Gentile. Hallelujah. Amen. Who did she marry? A Gentile. She could marry a, a Moabite, a, a Jew, a Hebrew, but she married a Gentile. Praise God. Because God, by foreknowledge, saw a church in the last day. And there is Ruth now typing uh, the kinsman redeemer. 
Revelation chapter 6, we see that the first four seals deal with the Antichrist spirit. First four horse riders typing uh, the woman Ophra. The fifth and sixth deals with the Jews under persecution. Naomi, we say we saw it there. Naomi now under the, uh, the, the fifth and the sixth seal. And then the seventh seals, Ruth marrying a Gentile, typing the bride of Christ in the last age. Praise God. I'm so thankful for grace. I'm so thankful this morning that when Jacob was blessing, amen, uh, Isaac, praise God, two sons, he crossed his hands. And the blessing went from Ephraim to Manasseh. He crossed his hands. There was a crossing of the hands that the blessing went from the Jews to the Gentile church. Oh, how ought we to praise God and thank him for his love and his grace. Hallelujah. Remember Isaac standing there and said, Father, Father, uh, this is the eldest and this is the youngest. And he said, I know it, my son, I know it. For God has crossed my hands. Hallelujah. That it went from the eldest, amen, from Naomi onto the youngest root in this age. I'm grateful, hallelujah, that predestination held for the church in this age. You believe it? Now, God under the sixth seal was blowing, was the blowing of all seven trumpets, calling Israel to the feast of the atonement. Notice that the feast of the atonement follows the feast of the trumpets. So the trumpets blew under the sixth seal. We just read it, sixth, fifth, and the sixth seal. And it was the gathering of Israel to come to the feast of the atonements. Remember, they rejected their atonements. But God now given grace to them uh, under the sixth seal. He allowed all seven trumpets to blow to regather Israel. Bringing out of that nation 144,000 of each tribe, 12,000 to gather at that time. That was the elect uh, for the Jews. Now understand when the seven trumpets, that the seven trumpets... And what they are to Israel is what the seventh seal was to the church. What the seven trumpets are to Israel is what the seventh, I didn't say a sixth seal or the other, but the seventh seal is to the bride of Christ. Because remember, the seventh seal is a secret. Romeo and Juliet, don't tell anyone about this. Hallelujah. Praise God. It's a secret. It's the third pull. It's the revelation of the bride in the last age. It's going into that little room. It wasn't for everybody. And notice everybody that went through that little room came out whole. Hallelujah. The cripple was healed. Restoration happened. Under that seventh seal, God is blessing the church. You believe it? I believe we have come into that little room right now. And I'm looking for restoration of our bodies, our family, our mind, our soul, our children, our grandchildren, our church. Can you shout amen this morning? God is bringing the church through the third seal. The third pull, rather, in this age. 
Praise God. Some people are looking for Brother Branham to come back and to have a return ministry for a tent vision. I believe you've done seen the bride of Christ. Amen. Is your body a tent? Praise God. Your body's a tabernacle, a tent. Amen. He's having a tent meeting right now. Not him, but the word, a revelation of Jesus Christ in this last age. And is bringing the church to perfection. Hallelujah. Praise God. And I believe that we're perfected by the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. Every time we make a mistake, we claim the blood. Amen. That's something Satan can't get through. It's the blood of Jesus. I mess up and I call on the blood. Every day the blood is perfecting you. Amen. Every mistake you make, if you're the bride of Christ, the blood is perfecting you. You're coming into your restoration by the power of the word. You believe it? So what the seven trumpets are to Israel is what the seventh seal was to the church. Now understand that the seventh seal, or the bride rather, the church knows nothing about it. Some of them don't even preach the coming of Jesus Christ. A lot of the Protestant denomination don't even believe in the coming of Christ. The Catholic Church don't believe, certainly don't believe in the coming of Christ. Because they've got their post-millennium. The Vatican City, I've been there. Amen, billions and billions and trillions of dollars. Amen, they're having their millennium here on earth. But praise God, there's coming another millennium. And you, Jerusalem, the bride of Christ going to her provided place. You believe that? Amen. So you, you talk about the rapture to Christians out there. And, and all they can tell you about is, is some figment of their imagination. Real, they'll tell you that they, they understand it might be a rapture, but they don't understand what God is doing. You see, they're looking for Christ to come. But in this rapture, it's not Christ coming. It's us leaving. Hello. Can I get an amen? It's not Christ coming, but us going. And it comes under perfection of the words. You believe it? Hallelujah. They even got series on the rapture. They don't know anything about it. I've watched every series. I read every book. They, they talked about uh, uh, left behind and all these different things. Uh, they're sure going to be left behind. Because I believe the bride of Christ, uh, she's going every day by God's grace. You might be frail in your body. You might be sick in your mind. You might be feeling pain and heartaches and sorrow. Hallelujah. And hell on earth. Uh, but God is rapturing the soul down on the inside. It's getting closer to your theophany. Believe it now. Amen. So we notice that the seventh seal is to the bride of Jesus Christ. It's a right. We're cut out, friends. We're not the church. We're the bride. Our message is a rapture message. What are you waiting on, Brother Joseph? The rapture to happen. Praise God. And the rapture is not going to catch you by surprise. If you are the word, you will be ready. This and Pentecostal ideas, this and denominational ideas, the bride will be ready. You love him. No Satan torments people's mind with that. Oh, I gotta be ready. I gotta be ready. I hope I don't miss it. I can't miss it. I am it. You're looking at the rapture. Praise God. You're looking at the rapture. The rapture can't go without me. Praise God. I am the rapture. I can't miss the rapture. You're going with me, church. 
You believe it? Hallelujah. We adopted these uh, denominational ideas in our ranks uh, about the rapture is going to be, and we worry, and we fret, and we stew, and we, and, and we just worry ourselves sick about, God, am I going to be there? Am I? Listen, if you're there, you always was. If you're there, you always was. You believe it? Jesus said that those that I've chosen are engraved in my hands and the devil cannot pluck them out of my hands. You believe it? All the Father has given me shall come to me. Death can't stop it. Come on now. Problems can't stop it. Issues can't stop it. Things you're struggling with can't stop it. When the rapture happens, all will be well. Can you shout amen? When the rapture happens, all will be well. Suddenly you find yourself in a brand new body on the other side. Hallelujah. What happened to me? What hit me? Rapture happened. Come on, church. Rapture happened is what I'm talking about. Praise the Lord. So quit trying to work yourself up about the rapture. Amen. Trying to qualify and disqualify yourself. You don't even have any mind or any right or intelligence to do so. God already did the qualifying. And if God has qualified you and has warned you, Satan cannot unwarrant your destination. You believe it? If God has qualified you, man cannot disqualify you. Oh, praise God this morning. Notice now. Pardon. Under the fifth and sixth seals, the Jews went through bitter persecution from Hitler, Stalin, Mussolini, and many of those world dictators simply because they were the people of God. Now we understand that uh, these are souls under the altar. And they were given robes. We read it there. They were under the dispensation when God was giving grace to the Gentile church. Oh my. I hope you get what I'm saying this morning. Don't miss this. They were under persecution by these dictators. God holding back their day of salvation. So that he can have a little time with his Gentile church. Hallelujah. Church, I'll tell you, you talk about grace. Hallelujah. Grace isn't so much, but God give me grace because I sinned or I lie or I, I did some sexual sin. That isn't the grace I'm talking about. I'm talking about God's amazing grace and predestination. You believe it? Praise God. So they were under the dispensation when God was given grace to the Gentile, the Gentile bride, the Gentile church at this age. Now let me shift a little bit. Let me, uh, let's shift now and, and notice in, in Revelation chapter uh, 9 and 13, under the sixth trumpet, there was 2,000, 200,000, thousand horsemen that had been bound in the river of Euphrates. They were now turned loose under the six trumpets. These demons were caught in the river Euphrates. 200,000 horsemen 
Now, there's not 200,000 literal horsemen in the world, but there's 200,000 demons that is in the world today. This demonic spirit was strapped here in the earth through the great angelic war between Michael and Lucifer. Come on, church. And Michael prevailed against them. And these demons were uh, thrown out of heaven, the Bible said. And there they were. Hallelujah. Amen. Over 200,000 horsemen hanging around in the Garden of Eden, very close to the tree of life, but couldn't get to it. They're trying to cross over from where they were, the river Euphrates, to the tree of life, but were strapped here in the river of Euphrates. But now we notice now that these demons now were religious spirits, demonic spirits. They were angels. They weren't sinners. They were angels. They fought against Michael and, and his hosts. Some of you are probably there. And they were cast down into the earth. These are not unbelievers. These are religious spirits in the end time. And they were trapped there in the river of Euphrates. And we notice uh, now they're turned loose uh, under the sixth trumpet. Now these were not natural horsemen, but they were spiritual horses, uh, spiritual devils, chargers that had been bound, that had been bound in Euphrates uh, for all these years, uh, supernatural devils. They knew something about God. They were very intellectual. They were strong. They were there in the heavenly hosts. They were there with uh, Michael. And they were there with Lucifer. And had Lucifer exalted his, uh, his tried to exalt the throne about the throne of God. We're talking about Isaiah 14 now. He said, I will exalt my throne above the throne of God. And I will do this and I will do that. But how art thou fallen, O Lucifer? Son of the morning. When he did that, he threw a third of the angels with a stale religious spirit, clergy devils in the end time. Listen, the battle that we're facing today is not the unbelievers out there. They're religious spirits of this age. The greatest battle that's been fought in the church is through religion. Some of the greatest conflicts you have is through religion. Through people arguing about standards and principles and orders and, and what church they go to and all these things. They're religious spirits in the end time. You believe it? Now we understand that these uh, spiritual horses, uh, spiritual devils, chargers, supernatural demons, uh, uh, we see that uh, there were demons in the last days, ecclesiastical spirits in the churches. Now we see that this was the old Roman Empire being revived uh, the persecution of the Jews. It has always been that Roman church that is against the true bride of Christ. So we notice now that the old Roman Empire was revived under these spiritual devils, demons released from Euphrates. They had been bound for nearly 2,000 years at the river Euphrates. You see, they can't cross over to the promise. 
They were trying to get to the promise without the new birth. Hallelujah. They were trying to get to the promise without receiving the word. They were trying to get to the promise without receiving the saint the Lord. They were trying to get to the promise without being baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. They were trying to get to the other side, still holding to Trinity, the three gods, instead of, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one God. Do you believe it? The Roman Empire being revived, the persecution of the Jews, now they're loosed upon the Jews' religious sects that was trying to get to the other side, trying to get to that tree of life without coming under headship to Michael's message. Oh, praise God, there's some people in this age. That's not worshiping William Branham, but the God that he's elevated before us. There's never been a man upon the earth and a people, a group that's elevated Jesus Christ so high like the ministry in this age and the bride of Jesus Christ. Everybody has kept him under names and false teachings and cut him up in three in the churches. But this message has raised him so high. It brought him out of history. You believe it? Now we understand that Euphrates came right through Eden and there were bound there 200,000 devils of persecution. Let me say this, friends. It is not the unbeliever that persecutes the Christians. It's the make-believers. Your greatest persecution doesn't come from the sinners out there in the streets. It's through make-believers. It's through these demons that were caught in the river Euphrates. Our battle is not with the unbeliever, but with the make-believers. They're religious spirits, ecclesiastical spirits in this age. You understand? So these 200,000 devils of persecution... They were loosed. These religious spirit was loosed upon the Jews. Look how ironic this is. Here is the people of God. God turned his back from them just for a space so he can turn towards the Gentile church. And at this time, the religious spirit and anointing came against them to persecute them. How could they be of God? The Jews were genuine. This 200,000 uh, demons were religious spirits. That was loosed upon the Jews. They were turned loose on the Jews. Supernatural devils loosed by Stalin and Mussolini and Hitler upon the Jews. The old Roman ecclesiastical spirit anointing these dictators to persecute the Jews. Are you with me now? You said, well, you know, Stalin and, and Mussolini and Hitler, these men weren't Roman. They were under the Roman spirit. They were under the spirit that, that was released from Euphrates. And they went after the Jews with vengeance. They tore them. They killed them. They destroyed them. Oh, they, they, they utterly, they did everything. They, they burned their body and take the ashes to fertilize their gardens. They destroyed them from the left to the right. They, they utterly persecuted the Jews. But praise God, there were some that held their testimony of who they were. This is why under the sixth seal they were given white robes for their testimony. So the old Roman ecclesiastical spirit anointed these dictators uh, to persecute the Jews. 
I watched an interview with uh, Hitler, and they were asking him, uh, uh, why, why, would you, why were you so vengeance, uh, 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 vindictive against the Jews? Uh, why? He said, I hate them. I hate them. They're not even a people. I hate them. You can just see there was such a, a, a demonic spirit that was upon him to go after those Jews. There were demons from Euphrates that was trying to uh, destroy God's seed, God's heritage. But praise God. Hallelujah. God has reserved a people for his name's sake. Now it's the same in the Protestant churches. The Roman, the pagan Romans, or the pagan Rome became Papal Rome, still the same ungodly pagan spirit with false teaching in the churches. Understand that pagan Rome is uh, paganism, people in the Roman Empire who practices uh, polytheism, which is worship of more than one god. Or ethnic religion, religion other than uh, Judaism. Uh, Papal Rome is uh, the Papal Basilica of Rome. It is the most important uh, holy places of the Catholic Church, within which are held the most important uh, religious rites. They're not the rites of God; they're the rites of man. So we notice that uh, we see it that pagan Rome became Papal Rome from the practice of uh, uh, more than one God mixing with idolatry in a hierarchy seat uh, under ecclesiastical spirit uh, is now riding out in the churches. How spiritual, how wonderful. The Pope and the Vatican, my wife and I was there. The Vatican City is not probably uh, the size from this church to the end of this road. It's just a small place. It's called the Vatican City, but it holds so much power. It's a place that possesses 200,000 demons that was loose. And there it is, friends. It seems so holy, so, so precious, so pious, so, so religious. Even in Brother Branham's day, these men were telling Brother Branham when they went to uh, the Vatican City, they had such a, a spiritual experience. Come on, church. Very, very sentimental and religious. And so are the systems of this age. So deceptive and conning in this dispensation. So they were loosed upon the Jews that knows nothing of the spirit as yet. Understand that the Jews only knew Judaism and the laws. And had not experienced the spirit of the Messiah as yet. So they were loosed upon the Jews that knows nothing of the spirit as yet. Because their, their time hasn't come. But praise God. God will graft them in again. And I'm getting to something here this morning. God will graft them in again. Let me say this. We're at the end time. The church is getting ready to be raptured by the grace of God. God is turning now to the Jews. You believe it? Understand that these uh, mysteries were hidden 
under the sixth seal. Hallelujah. Seven trumpets blowing under the sixth seal of the Jews calling them back under persecution uh, for the regathering of Israel to the feast of the atonements uh, under such cruel punishment and mockery that God was using his grace. Uh, you see, friends, I have to say the seed had to go into the ground under dark persecution. But praise God, she will rise up again. I believe God's getting ready to raise up the Jews again, finish up with the Gentile church. Praise God, there's coming a rapture church. You believe it? So we notice that the mysteries are hidden under the sixth seal. Praise God, the world knew nothing about it. Amen. In Revelation chapter 8, we notice uh, how that God, uh, or 9, how that uh, the spirit that uh, was released from Euphrates uh, and connected with uh, the dictators of that age uh, to try to press upon the people of God. Uh, and through that Roman empire was able to accomplish uh, its goal and its ambition. But praise God, there's a church, a Gentile church on uh, the Western Hemisphere that's rising up by the grace of God under the message of Elijah. You believe it? Oh, I want you to listen, friends. Listen, folks. We ought to take inventory every hour. We ought to take inventory every hour. You know, and I wonder about these, uh, I wonder about this group and these people who are rising up and attacking the message of the hour. Who are, whose attack are, are leveled at Brother Branham. Why don't they attack the Roman church and our daughter, the Protestant church, that's got more false teaching in it than I ever known. Come on, are you with me now? But praise God, we have the truth. They'll leave the truth and go and sit on a Trinitarianism and false baptism. Why don't they level their, their argument and their discrediting, discrediting towards that church? But praise God, they're still a church. You can't stop it because this message is a beacon of truth and clarity shining through the fog of men's ideas. You believe it? Amen. And this is the true Jesus Christ that we know in this age. Amen. It went through man's ideas and, 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 and false teachings of this age. Why? Why is it? Why is it leveled? Why is it trying to dispute and discredit truths when they ought to be leveling every accusation against the Roman church and the Protestant denominations at the harlot church? She is the mother whore. She has harlot children. And that's the denomination churches. Amen. Why aren't there attack against that? Because they're caught under a deception. Are you with me now? But praise God, there's a church in this age. Oh, they'll speak against the church of God and their souls will be damned. The Bible said when he, the Holy Ghost has come, to speak against it. It's blasphemy. You understand that? Don't speak against truth. It's blasphemy. You'd be better off just to walk off and just leave it alone. Uh, adultery is not blasphemy. Lies is not blasphemy. Uh, deception is not blasphemy. But speaking against the work of the Holy Spirit is blasphemy. You understand that? Jesus even said to himself, he said, it's fine to talk about me. It's okay. I'm here in flesh. 
Amen. To speak against the Son of Man when he's here, uh, he'll be forgiven you. But to speak against the Holy Ghost when he's come will never be forgiven in this life and in the life to come. Don't speak against uh, the truth of God in this age. Because God has raised up a message that corrected our thoughts. You believe it? How many of you would be under a false baptism today? Worshiping three gods, you know, different than the Roman church. You know, different than the ecclesiastical spirits of this age. You still believing in eternal hell. You didn't know where you came from. Oh, praise God for a bride in this last age. You wouldn't even know anything about serpent seeds. But praise God, he has raised up a church that has raised up the seed of God on the inside of us today. This is why I love this truth. Don't know where you're standing this morning. I want to ask you the question. The hour is here. It's real close. Now, the ecclesiastical realms has been opened up from the natural revival at the old pagan Rome. Rome has always, as I've said, has been God's enemy. She still is. So, oh, I, I, I'm, I'm not Catholic. I'm not part of that uh, system. I, 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 we are denomination worse. Amen. Because uh, the whore has got daughters. They're harlots. And the Protestant denomination are the harlot daughters of the Rome. Of Rome. They're carrying our Trinity doctrines. Where in the world can you show me there's three gods in the Bible? Where does it ever say the baptizing Father, Son, and Holy Ghost and not in the name of Jesus Christ? No place. Can't find it. But you get, you get people who are walking out of this truth that God has given us and bringing themselves under the demons of Euphrates, ecclesiastical spirits to fight the truth of God. Amen. I got news for you. We already won. The battle's already won. We don't have to do anything but believe the truth. You don't even have to open your mouth and defend it because God will defend it. You believe it? God has defended it. This is the truth and we stand upon the truth of God. Notice the ecclesiastical spirit was turned loose by the dictators of the world because the religious system was still holding. But now it's been loosed. Now these demons, they've been loosed in the churches. This is why I preached last couple of Sundays ago uh, when I was preaching to you while I was here about these things trickling back into the churches, women cutting their hair and people taking social drinks and uh, immorality was in the church and all these different things. These doctrines are being poured in from the Protestant churches. The Protestant churches, people are adopting the teaching under ecclesiastical spirits. Understand now, let me say that again, because the religious system was holding, now it's, it's, it's been loosed. The ecclesiastical spirit has been loosed again in the religious realms. You believe it? Praise God, and we're watching these things trickling into our message churches from the ecclesiastical church. You realize that's the anointing of Euphrates that's upon people that will deny the Bible? 
You realize that the anointing of these horse riders, these spiritual devils, these horsemen, is anointing people in this age to adopt the false teaching again. It is the Roman church being revived again in the last age. But there will be a church. There will be a bride in this last age. Hallelujah. That will not come under false teachings. Praise the Lord. I've got a bombshell for you. Can I give it to you before I close? Amen. Feast of the Trumpets. Brad Bram said, bring in the Protestant Ecumenical Council of the World Churches. That's the Roman Church and the Protestant denomination. The spirit of Antichrist upon both of them. Bringing them to the slaughter just like they did the other in the hour to call the bride. Look how close we are. How loose in the ecclesiastical church spirit. Loose upon what? Not upon the denominations. Upon the brides. But here you'll get it. The bride will not go through that time. The Bible uh, sets nuts. The church will, but not the bride. Can't you see it, ministers? Uh, Can't you see that, brethren? The ecclesiastical spirit is after you, the bride people. Praise the Lord. You better not go in denominational churches, friends, and try to adopt to their ideas. Brother Bram said it right there. He said, who are these ecclesiastical spirit loosed upon? The bride people in the last age. You're the one, you women and you men and you heads of your home. You're going to be tempted to come under denominational teachings of this age. But if you are the bride of Christ. Hallelujah. I love what he says. But the bride will not go through that time. This devil of denomination cannot get a hold of the true bride of Christ. It may to make believer, but not the real believers of God. Hallelujah. See how close it is? Can I read that again? Let me just read that again for you. Bringing the Protestant Ecumenical Council of the World Churches, the spirit of Antichrist upon both of them, bringing them to the slaughter just like they did the other. That's, that's the wife's own judgment. In the hour to call the bride. This is how close it is. How loosed in the ecclesiastical churches. Loose upon what? Not the denominations. He's already got them. But upon the bride. Oh, church, you better run for your life. Amen. Denomination spirit, Delilah is coming after you women. Amen. Delilah spirit is coming after you men. You better flee to the rock and cry out to God, Lord, have mercy upon me. Do you believe it? It's innocent. Look so close, but it'll deceive the very elected if it's possible. They sing about Jesus, talk about Jesus. They even pray more than you do. They're more religious than you are religious. Well, so are these 200,000, thousand demons. They know it because they were once in the presence of Michael, the archangel. Of course, they understand something about religion. But praise God, it's not religion. It's knowing him that's life. You believe it? It's knowing Christ that's life this morning. Praise God. When I saw this, my eyes came open. Loose upon what? Not upon the denominations, but upon the bride. The ecclesiastical spirit, the clergy spirit is loose in this last age. How many people you can count in your mind right now who's adopting to ecclesiastical teaching, religious teaching of denominations? Remember, pagan Rome became papal Rome. It was rituals and, and ideas and not the word of God. It was man's interpretation. It was intellectual faith. 
of Cain and not revelation faith of Abraham. Are you following me now? The ecclesiastical church teachings will not get a hold of the true bride of Christ. There is hope she'll go in the rapture. You believe it? There's hope she'll go in the rapture. If Delilah is after you, you better shake it off. If some denomination friend or somebody is trying to get you to come under the, their ecclesiastical teachings and their denomination, you better not put your names in their books. Amen. Have your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And I can challenge every one of their teaching. It's false. It's exactly false. If they believe in Trinitarianism, that does it all across the board. How can you believe in three, three God and call yourself a Christian? That's paganism. That's Romanism. That's battle Rome again in the church. But praise God, there's a people of this age. They'll only worship one God, and that is Jesus Christ. No potentates, nobody else. There is only one mediator between God and man, and that is Jesus Christ. Do you believe it? But ecclesiastical spirits and teachings are trying to get a hold of the bride in this age. But praise God, they can't get a hold of it. Now remember, when Jesus came on the earth, there wasn't a one-hundredth of the people on earth that ever know he was here. And I know that's the next argument. Well, how do we know that we, we are the bride? How do we know we're going in the rapture? And look at all these churches, how big they are. They're flourishing. They, they, they have to have two or three services a day. They got millions. Their givings are so great. They have to have managers and have bonds and investments. And, and how can you say that's not God? Remember when Jesus Christ was on earth, not one hundredth of the people knew he was, uh, he was on earth. He'll come to get the elect the same way. Hallelujah. Little bride, listen to me this morning. He'll come to get the elect the same way. Ask God for His grace to bring you back to this place of your first love this morning. Ask God to allow you to see clearly by revelation what I'm talking to you about today. You'll come and get the same bride that He had in His mind before the foundation of the world. Notice the loosing of this ecclesiastical spirit, these supernatural demons are under the hospices of the United Nations, United Groups, together, uniting Eastern and Western nations. Isn't that what they're doing right now? I'm closing. What are we, what are we heading into right now? A one world government. One world currency. Bitcoin. Cryptocurrencies. All these things are just testers that's out there. They may not even be the, 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 the right... Uh, the, 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 the right uh, product, but they're testing it out there. All of Europe right now is united on a one currency. You understand that? And did, did the Bible teach that, that they're going to come under a one world government? But praise God, the bride will escape it in this last age. You believe it? Notice the loosing of the ecclesiastical spirit now. Under the auspice of, of these nations are trying to unite the nations. You have the UN. You've got, you've got the United States. They're all coming to their conference to unite the people together in the natural. Trying to unite the church the same way under the Roman church. And who's going to be the God? The Pope. 
But praise God, on the other side, there's a bride, hallelujah, who's under Jesus Christ, our Messiah. And listen, look at the moon darken out when the Pope went to Jerusalem in 1963, Brother, um, uh, Brother Larry. What year was it that the, the, the Pope went to uh, Jerusalem? 1963, I believe it was. When he went over to, uh, to Rome, uh, uh, what happened? The moon went into a complete darkness. And the Bible said, that we, we read it there in, in, uh, in, in Revelation chapter 9, that the moon will give out our lights. And when these 200,000, thousand demons are loose, what was he doing? Under the hospice of a religious man, under the hospice of a gown and a, and a triple crown. But praise God, hallelujah, on the other side, the church is rising up. Look at the moon darting out when the Pope went to Jerusalem. Pardon me. The Son of Man is being drove from the church by ecclesiastical Romish spirits in this last age. This is what Satan is doing. False teaching in the churches. Ecclesiastical, a clergy spirit, hierarchy in the churches. Understand now as I come to a close that the ecclesiastical church spirit has bound the Holy Ghost for nearly 2,000 years under martyrdoms and under the church ages. Remember from the time of Ephesus that the last church, the Holy Ghost was bound through false teaching of the Roman church. The evangelicals could not preach under the power of the Holy Ghost. The Roman ecclesiastical power had a hold of the church. Listen now, Revelation 17, 8. Look there with me quickly. And I'll try to close. Revelation 17, 8. Is this okay with you this morning? Listen, the beast that, the beast that, that thou sawest was, and it's not, and shall ascend out of the bottomless pit and go into perdition, and they that dwell on the earth shall wander, whose name were not written in the, land, in the book of life from the foundation of the world. Oh, wow. Isn't this a powerful church? Isn't it a great church? This great harlot church. Isn't it a powerful church? Oh, don't speak against the people of God. We're not speaking against people. It's a system in those churches. Listen, whose names and they will wonder and, and dwell on the earth shall wonder because the bride is already in glory. Amen, the foolish virgins, amen, are left back uh, here upon the earth while the bride is rapture and glory. And they'll wonder at the beast and the marvelous work that he has done, whose names were not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world. And when they behold the beast that was and is, uh, is not, and yet is, this is one pope, one pope dies, and another one ascends, same ecclesiastical church spirit, he that was, which is, and shall come, Jesus Christ, the same devil now incarnate in a man, is number 666, and then sit in the throne as Christ, sit in the throne of his bride, you remember that, the vicar of God, Instead of God, but it's the devil himself in this age. Notice that the ecclesiastical church spirit has bound the Holy Ghost for nearly 2,000 years under their false teachings. And it's been bound not at the river Euphrates, but at the door of creeds and dogmas. The devil has bound the church through creeds and dogmas. 
Hail Marys and uh, all these special prayers and, and, and different things like that. Uh, christening babies and false baptisms in the church and, and these different things. Satan has been moving in the last age. So much so that the Holy Spirit can't work in the church because of man-made systems. Amen. This is why at the end time God had to call the bride out of Laodicea. Because the devil, amen, had the church age people bound under creeds and dogmas of man. Great men like Luther Wesley and others, they were still under that denominational spirit. They weren't militant against the truth, yet they were great men. But praise God in the evening time. Hallelujah. Amen. And a twin dispensation that God dropped an anointing in this age and called the bride out of the, out of the church age. And every predestinated seed that went in the ground will come up. Do you believe it? Yeah. Let me give you one more scripture before I close. Feast of the trumpets. But she's going to be liberated. She's coming back. That's what the Bible says. Those two meet one another on the battlegrounds. Lucifer and Michael again, like in the beginning, they'll be bound for 2,000 years, almost, almost 2,000 years. But at the end time, hallelujah, the Holy Spirit will be loose in the church and she is going to be liberated. So much so that we see that the Holy Spirit can't work in the church because of man-made creeds. But praise God, the bride's going to be liberated in this age. Hallelujah. Come out of her, my people. Amen. Come out of the church system. You believe it? The Holy Spirit has been bound by these denominational rivers for almost 2,000 years but to be loosed at the evening time by the evening time message that God has given us. Yes, we've had martyrs age and the stage of the reformers and now the calling out of the bride of Christ. Christ himself calling out his bride in this age. You believe that? So there is to be between the sixth and the seventh seal, the sixth and the seventh trumpet. Remember, this is to be between that space of time. This is how close we live. This is my closing statement to you. Listen up now. This is to be between the sixth and the seventh seal and the sixth and the seventh trumpets. Remember, all trumpets sounded under the sixth seal. And the sixth seal finishes the mysteries under the sixth seal just before the seventh open. Now the Jews are called back to the atonement. Praise God. Hallelujah. You see how close it is, people of God. You see why every day we ought to be praying, Lord, I love you. I bring everything under the blood. All my sin, all my mistake, all my shortcoming, Lord. I know you're able to clear it all up, but I want to live in the justification of the blood of Jesus Christ. You believe it? Oh, praise God. What a time that we're living. What an hour that we're living in. Is this all right with you this morning? Do you love him this morning? Are you glad that you are in the mind of God in this age? Oh, what an hour that we're living. Praise the Lord Jesus. I'm going to have to stop there because if I open up another segment, there will be another hour. Do you love him today? Are you thankful for truth? 
Are you thankful that even though through the church ages the Holy Ghost has been bound in this last age, the seals are loose the Holy Spirit in this age, and ecclesiastical spirits cannot bound the Holy Ghost. I got news for you, brothers and sisters. Denominational spirit will not be able to capture you who are the bride of Christ. They can try, but they won't be able to capture you. You'll never come under their disillusionment. Because the Bible said in the last day, God will send them strong delusion. And they'll believe a lie and their soul be damned. But praise God, on the western hemisphere, God is liberating the church of God in this age. Let us all stand. Give the Lord a good clap offering. Oh, trust me, I've got much, 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 much more for you. Amen. We're going we're gonna to preach ourselves right into a body change. Is that all right with you? You love the Lord Jesus. Amen. You see why I'm against that thing, friends? You see why I'm bashing against that system and people and this message are too easy on that ecclesiastical spirit? You need, to, you need to be militant against it. You know why there were certain ones that didn't get choose to be messengers in the church ages? They weren't militant against denominations. That's right. They weren't militant against it. As great a man as they were, they were not militant against that system of creeds and dogmas. But praise God, there's a bride. We don't have to leave, live on the rich and, and, and all these things and creeds and dogmas and all these different uh, ideas and, and, and certain things you, you, you do. We're living by the grace of Jesus Christ. I'm living. Amen. This moment by the grace of Jesus Christ. I'm living today because of him. You believe it? Don't give up, my, my friends. God has great plans for you as the bride of Christ. Sing, Brother Mark. Praise his name. Oh, can't you see why I am happy? destroyed hallelujah the angel Elohim came down 
to Abraham sitting under his oak tree. The Bible said that Abraham and Sarah fixed him a meal. Praise God. And he ate steaks. Probably filet mignon. And they cooked him on the heart. They cooked him nice parts of bread. And he ate it. A spirit can't do that. God came down in flesh. Praise God. This message is a man message. It ain't William Branham. It's Jesus Christ. It's a one man message. It's Jesus Christ. Brother Branham just happened to be the vessel that God worked through. Abraham just happened to be the man that sat under the oak tree when Elohim came to him. You believe it? Amen. This is a man's message. You believe it? It is a man's message. Oh, I don't follow man. I do Jesus. He's the only one that I follow. You believe it? It is a man's message. Oh, he said, oh, I don't follow man. What are you following? PhD, LLDs. Ecclesiastical leaders, dictators. No, we don't follow man. We don't follow man. We're just, we're just Christians. You can't follow. You, you cannot be a Christian without following a man. There's only one man that you follow to be a Christian, and that is Jesus Christ. You can't say you're not following a man and be a Christian. You're following Jesus Christ. You're following the greatest man there ever was upon the earth. And because of that, he has given us grace in this age. To give us a marvelous message. That was some morning between 6 and 9. Or rapture or a vile body. Friends, I'm looking forward to it. I'm not scared. I'm happy. Every night I go to bed, I say my prayers to the Lord. When I wake up, I might be in a new body. Praise the Lord. Sometimes I turn and I feel my limb aching a little bit. I say, praise God. One day I'll turn. There'll be no more pain. Hallelujah. Come on, church. One day you'll turn, there'll be no more heartaches. Amen. There'll be no more sickness. You'll regather with your loved ones on the other side. I will meet you in the morning just inside the eastern gate over there. Hallelujah. I'll be standing there counting. Oh, there she is. There he is. There they are. And guess what? They've got their loved ones with them. They got their son. They got their daughter. They got their grandchildren. And they're coming in. Stand back, angels. Because you don't know what we're singing about when we sing Amazing Grace. How sweet that sound that save a wretch like me. Are you getting ready for it, church? Praise God. The Lord bless you. Let's be in prayer. I just want to tell you also before I let you go, thank you for your giving. The brother there in Guyana, Brother Prem, he has a bathroom, uh, wanted to remodel for the people. It cost him, I think, 4500 uh, U.S. money. So I'm pleased to announce 4000 of that was raised. So we'll try to at least get that over to him. Thank you again for your giving. And I, I uh, messaged him this morning. He was so excited. He said, now you got me all happy. I'm not going to be able to preach, amen, just thinking about getting the church all fixed up. So God bless you, and thank you for your giving. We'll, we'll wire that over to him, Lord willing, this week. So, But I want to appreciate you for 
doing so. Do you love him? How many are enjoying the family series? God bless you this Wednesday night on the mount again. We'll see what the Holy Spirit um, has to say. We appreciate each and every one of you. If you may, get the word out, get your registrations in, and uh, we'll get you some official flowers. If you want to snap it, put it on your um, social media, whatever, to get the meetings out. Plan around it now. Plan around your own meetings. It really ticked me off when people go to all the meetings when I'm having meetings. I'm just being plain with you. My holy indignation rises up when I'm trying to have meeting and our people go somewhere else and support somebody else's meeting. So put it on your calendar, store it in your, your, your iPhone and whatever you got and, and uh, prepare to be here. God bless you. We love you. In Jesus' name. Sing one more song before we go. You're dismissed this morning in Jesus' name. Who I am.